All right, we're, we're off and running? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Uh, so zeros? Yeah, zeros are the final loaded diet. All right, let's, let's, let's tap in. It's Monday, February 12th. Chapo Trap House back again. As we all, as we always do, the end of the NFL season. It's time to put wrap it up, put a big bow in it, break down last night's game. Let's just hop right into it with our panel of NFL experts, <laughs> Amber Frost and Felix Biederman. Uh, Amber, I'm going to throw this one to you first. Uh, was this was last night's game? Was this did the Chiefs win it or did the 49ers lose it with all their blown opportunities? Oh, the second one. <laughs> that was that's my strongly held opinion. Okay, Felix Biederman, I'm going to you. Going to you here. Patrick Mahomes, who's the MVP, but was did Chris Jones actually get snubbed? Was he the real MVP of the game? I'd rather. I want to talk about Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear him talk until like this week, and I had no idea. Like, I don't know if I can say the thing he is starts with. <laughs> Starts with a W. I think you all know what I mean. But like, I just, I had no idea. I don't, I'd only seen pictures of him and I was like, oh, this is like a Chris Hemsworth type guy. Like mm-hmm. he's yeah. a kind of like, you know, he, a soy workout guy. You know, he would wear a T, you know, sort of like novelty t-shirts that cost $400. Yeah. Like uh, those like stupid, uh, big pants that you, that, that you wear. And I was just like, uh, you know, okay, he's there's no way that he's gonna open up his mouth and he's gonna be like, Damn! <laughs> and, and he is like someone who you would see wearing and one basketball shorts, a white guy and one basketball shorts, and walking on the shoulder of the highway with a two gallon thing <laughs> of Arizona iced tea. I just is this the greatest period of social mobility for I those mean, guys those, ever? They're I mean, back. He's, he's I, be. I thought that they were extinct. It's good to know they're still out there keeping it real. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's the thing is there are none of them left who are like poor or middle class. Yeah, you know? yeah it's like, trickled up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one basketball short guy is trickled up. Yeah, there's a the, sign of deep of affluence now. They're all like the richest people. They're all like at the top of their field. Like that, uh, that TikTok comedian. Who, he's the biggest comedian in the world, Matt Rife. Matt Rife, yeah. And I, I like again. It was another thing where I was like, okay, like I think I can kind of guess what this guy's like. You know, it's gonna be like. Anyone on dating apps? <laughs> but no, you 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 hear his special, and he's like, "Damn, so who up in here trying to fuck?" <laughs> and it's like, what, what, he's talked like this the entire time. Yeah, what uh, the hell? for a while, Indian comedians, there were a lot of Indian yeah. comedians doing that. I figured it had sort of moved on. Yeah, but well, I'm glad he must have really enjoyed the halftime show. Who <laughs> yeah. trying to get a baby put up in them tonight? <laughs> yeah. Matt Rife does like a uh, crowd work and it's so weird. He's, um, you know, his audience is all women, like ages 18 to 26, including, including adult film star, Lisa Ann, who got arrested at a recent Matt Rife, uh, his performance. Why? Yeah. yeah I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, she was getting rowdy. Was she, was she, oh, wow. I wonder her. if she was at a fucking bachelorette party and she's one of those chicks. <laughs> I was in Nashville. Yeah. I, I, that is the capital of we never found out why she got arrested. Ugh. I don't know. But uh, the, uh, speaking of uh, uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, uh, to your point, Felix, the New York Times 
really threw him under the bus by doing like the beginning of Super Bowl week. They had an article, uh, like, beginning of Black History Month. The article was like, what is the fade? Patrick, uh, no, uh, Travis Kelsey's uh, like awesome, cool new haircut that only he has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, he, he invented this haircut. Yeah, a trendsetter like Bo Derek. Do you, do you think like that's like if we're going to take the, you know, the Taylor Swift, uh, Travis Kelsey thing at face value and not say like, you know, oh, this is a marketing project or this is a, my least favorite thing. This is a psyop. It's a, it's a psyop. It's a psyop. It's a psyop. It's, <laughs> I found out about, about psyop. They were really scary. <laughs> Taylor Swift is psyoping you into liking her. Into, but, you know, she's, she's trying to influence you to like her music. Yeah, I just saw. And I'm not going to be fooled. I just saw a psyop for Colgate toothpaste <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a billboard. Honestly, it's I, called advertising. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of wondered if it wasn't a triangulation to get the halftime show. That was my original theory. But instead, they decided to go with, uh, so are you exactly 34 years old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the, we tailor made the most perfect you are exactly 34 years old. Because it's just, it's, just barely nostalgic for us. We're all like, yeah. this is junior high. <laughs> but do you think that like, if we're like in a take it on face value and like they're in love, do you think that like for Taylor Swift, she probably never met a guy like that in her life. True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was like, she always talks about being like an outcast kind of sheltered in high school, which was, um, you know, that was the second wave of that when she was, she was born in like 87. Mm -hmm. And so like, 89. when she's, 89? Yeah. There's okay, an album so about yeah. It. When she's in high school, <laughs> that's right. when she's in high school, that's the perfect time to, to meet, you know. A guy from the wrong side <laughs> of the tracks. Yeah. Meet the guy uh, that Nick talks about in a very early Come Town episode where he's just like, my IQ is 142. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, yeah. All UNC powder blue uh, college basketball gear. Yeah. yeah. My IQ like, is 190. She was too sheltered to talk to those guys. So she never, like, it's like inoculation. Yeah. Like getting chicken pox when you're two. Yeah. So she'd never experienced that before. So it was like a 34, 35 year old woman for the first time. She sees a white guy who's like, you know, mm, I'm, I'm finna call it my unk. And, <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, what is this? I'm feeling things. Yeah. Maybe like all along, this was the kind of guy she needed. Like maybe this one will stick because like, this is like a revelation for her. And she'll be like, I do want to go to the cookout. Like, <laughs> uh, Amber, has, has Brock Purdy gotten over the, his reputation of being a game manager, even in this loss? Or is he more of a game executive now? More of a gay executive. <laughs> All right. Uh, is, is Brock Purdy, like, is he one of those NFL players who's like, he's not that good, but he's like Christian. So people <laughs> like him. Or? You need those. Because otherwise, like, you know, you, you, you got to balance it out against like, I've been rewatching. Uh, say, say Satanist. Uh, yeah, yeah, players. yeah. Against all the ones who have had their brains bashed in. So they just punch women. Uh, <laughs> I, I was rewatching King of the Hill and he's talking to Bobby and he's like, well, the Cowboys aren't perfect and I still love them. And they have a gun and drug problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, the, the other big, the other big from the Super Bowl halftime performance thoughts. Did we, did we like Usher? I, I was drunk and actually dancing. Like I was, I was flashing back to my, um, High school dances where, uh, yeah, high, where the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there was a chaperone walking around saying, Leave room for Jesus. <laughs> we all discovered freaking. 
Oh man, uh, you know like, he's a great dancer. Uh, you know, obviously like the the closing number, and you know what I realized? Ludacris, come back to music. I mean, dude, that, that was the most exciting guy, thing. I mean, like, I was always thinking back, I was like, damn, Ludacris, like he had a string of singles there in the aughts that were like just all flawless. Yeah, yeah. all the super party fun, all at... super funny. Like it's just always party rock, party yeah. rocking. The party, the Super Bowl party I was at, there was just random. As soon as they saw him, they were just Luda, like every. <laughs> Every 34-year-old guy yep. freaked out. Ludacris is like, yeah, you, unfortunately, like, you can't really do rap like that nowadays. No, like, it was from, fun. Yeah, like, in in 2017, it started, it started being, you know, rap started being like, uh, you needed to be, like, um, a 17-year-old who, yeah. like, had uh, the gates of Auschwitz tattooed across <laughs> his forehead. And, and, and it, Ludacris has never, I bet, done a benzo in his life. No way. <laughs> He's way too energetic. Yeah. Yeah. Rap really got taken over by, like, you know, I I saw a I picture of Lil Zam. I haven't I haven't seen in a while. <laughs> Have you seen the picture yeah, where, where his pre- face is pressed up against his girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. They, like, those guys went away a little bit, like the SoundCloud guys, but it's still like, there's still like no one like Ludacris who's no. just like having fun. He's having fun out there. Oh, I, I must say, uh, as soon as the game was over, I immediately thought about the Prince halftime performance. Oh, you remember that? The, yeah. You remember how good that was? And he made it rain during Purple it was, Rain. It was raining, and like he did a medley in it that goes from uh, Proud Mary into All Along the Watchtower into the Foo Fighters' Best of You. Yeah, I mean the so guy. Awesome. I mean, like Felix, you saw him live, right? Yeah, I you did. saw him at Paisley Park. I saw him. I saw him live like a year or two before he died. <laughs> that's, that's that's so I'm very cool. very jealous, my friend. And I, I guess. You know, I'm I'm out here. I'm out here in sunny Los Angeles. I'm in the Chapo Studio right now. I'm in a great mood. The the Chapo Stew, courtesy of Chris Wade. And I just want to like, if you'll if you'll indulge me, the listeners, I just want to recommend. I've been watching them all morning, and if you want basically 16 minutes of unbridled joy for free, look up the uh, on YouTube. Look up the Prince live performance of Dirty Mind from the Controversy Tour, and then the live performance of It's Gonna Be a Beautiful Night from Sign of the Times, and you will be. You'll be you'll be matching my stellar mood today. It's just pure pure joy. He really like he really is just uh, incredible. Or was I? I um I wasn't like uh, before I went to that concert. I wasn't like uh, you know against Prince. I just <laughs> I just never listened. I never had Prince heard neutral. him. Now I support monarchies. Yeah, yeah. now I'm a monarchist. <laughs> I, I just remember the um the there was a break in like the pandemic in Brooklyn and. And it was a beautiful spring day. And they always celebrate Prince's birthday. There's always a big block party on Prince's birthday. And I'm like, I had the most, I think I cried. <laughs> I hadn't seen human faces in a while too. Uh, but I was just like, okay, yeah, good. We we very much needed this so as not to like just start burning down buildings. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, like the, the last element of the big game that uh, Bear is talking about, the commercials. The commercials, just a few. I want just a few at the top of my head that uh, really stuck out in my mind. The first one was the, uh, the the commercial for Jesus that advertised his affinity for washing feet, and I was like, "Go ahead, bitch, call some feet. I'll wash them." <laughs> <laughs> it was there was the show feety's sweetie Jesus ad, and uh, what? Oh, there was a uh, of course uh, there's a great ad for Israel during the uh, the Super Bowl um, as they turned Rafa into a slaughterhouse. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, yeah. But I guess the only one, the only the Super Bowl commercial I kind of really liked was the uh, the Duncan commercial with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. That it was, was fun. fun. That was funny. It's always yeah. nice seeing them 
just be friends and hang out, you know? Yeah. Was the Israel commercial the one where, like, the this, like, Jewish housewife is coming home and she sees someone wrote, like, you know, like a third grader's first attempt at anti-Semitic graffiti. <laughs> it's like a swastika, and it's like, Jews, get out of here. Yeah. Uh, that was the one. Yeah, that was... That, Shoot! So, yeah, yeah. Muslims I, that, rule. That, that one was so weird to me because the guy, like, there, there's a very Gentile-coded guy who's her neighbor who it's implied that he, like, washed it off. He cleaned it off and painted it over it mm. while she was gone. It's weird that guy looked kind of like Mel Gibson. <laughs> and it's like, a, it's like a very weird subliminal thing yeah. where yeah. it's like maybe Israel's message to the few anti-Semitic celebrities where it's like, <laughs> listen, if you like get on board with this, all is forgiven. Dude, the, the industry have completely forgiven. He just has too much charisma. They're like, ah, but the pop. Like, they just yeah. completely... Amber, I watched The Patriot on the flight out here, and I gotta yeah. say, great movie. Star power, Fucking man. It's, it's a banger. It's everything, yeah. There's, there's just no one who has his type of presence uh, in a movie, yeah. either. We don't have those anymore. Where are we gonna watch fucking Timothy Chalamet fucking <laughs> yeah. do a cool one-liner as something explodes? Yeah. Like, I mean, I will be watching Dune, too, so... <laughs> Yeah, like, I guess they would have it be like Ryan Reynolds would do that. <laughs> oh. Like, uh, you know, don't watch uh, whatever. I don't know what movies Mel Gibson makes now. I presume it's... Dragged Across Concrete is the last movie I saw. I've heard that one's great. One of the most upsetting movies are I've you, seen in are you, a long you time. A, a Hacksaw Ridge Hacksaw fan? Ridge is very good. I mean, he's not, he directed it. He's yeah. not in it. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I like Hacksaw Ridge, too. Yeah, there's not going to be, I think Ryan Reynolds is a good example. He's also the prime um, example of what I call chin guys. Like, yeah. there's really nothing memorable about his face, but he has an okay jaw. And, like, there was a whole kind of slew of those in the aughts where they were like, is this going to work? You guys like this guy? Yeah, and he's been around for, like, ever. He's, like, 59 years old. <laughs> he's, know. like, he was in the movie Waiting. That came out in 2009. That movie is so old that a major plot of that movie is one of the protagonists wants to fuck a 17-year-old. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. how old it is. That was still okay. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds is just, he's he's been around so long. And, you know, because he's 59, you wish he had some, like, Mel Gibson gravitas. No. You wish he could be in a movie where he, like, you know fucking pistol whips a guy or takes someone's eye out, but he can't. He can just do free guy. Yeah. He can just like do a smug face and like borderline, borderline, you know, break the fourth wall. Yeah. No, that's it. Ryan he, Reynolds, go back to Canada, bitch. Oh, he's a Canadian? <laughs> All right, is. support him. Uh, so, okay. Uh, I guess like the, the real capstone to, 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 the, to the Super Bowl and like the, and, Joe Biden's very good week, which we need to talk about, was the uh, the the official White House Twitter account posting a dark branded meme, sort of like being like it's all going according to plan. And I think it's fair to say it was for the win. I think he broke the internet, <laughs> but like doing that at the time when, like as I as I mentioned earlier, is, during the Super Bowl, Israel started bombing like the 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 safe zone that they've herded like about a million people into, producing. Some of the worst images I've seen since this shit began, like un oh, it's un awful. unspeakable yeah. atrocity. And, I, and then Biden just doing the dark Brandon meme while this shit is going on. 
What is it? You got to admit, yeah. though, it is a brilliant move to just be like, all the Gentiles will be occupied. <laughs> Doing that meme, like, and the, the crux of it is like, he's playing 4D chess. And then the next day, your State Department is like, well, we can't do anything. They, yeah. No one will listen to us. <laughs> uh, we're unable to do it. It was, it was, it was Joe Biden, like, it's like a, this sort of like grainy black and white image of Joe Biden grinning demonically with glowing red eyes. And he's like, yeah, it's all going according to plan. Like he rigged the Super Bowl for Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Like, uh, like right wingers are sort of, by the way, was I, this was this an accident? Was like some intern like no 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 no, no. This, this, this was this was started as a joke. Yeah, like uh -huh. people the people who did this at first. I'm talking about the very first people who did it, who created it. It wasn't a pro Biden thing. It was a joke because yeah. you know his he was having like the worst approval ratings ever, and they thought it would be funny if they made like bash wave Joe Biden. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, like if they made him seem like Hitler. So do you yeah, think well, we don't have to imagine what that's like, like yeah. anymore. Do you think the team thought it was like a, a compliment? Yes. 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 That's, yes. Literally, yes. that's literally what happened. Glowing red eyes. Yes. Nothing says charisma like glowing red eyes. <laughs> that's yeah. But the, those people love, they think it's the coolest thing ever. And like every time, I've noticed every time Biden like shits his pants or shows up to a press conference naked, they bust out <laughs> dark Brandon the next day and they're yeah. like, uh, everything's fine. He's not going to die soon. Uh, it's like uh, also uh, like in, in what he was referencing, like the, the Super Bowl psyop conspiracy. I just saw before we uh, got on someone said, I never would have guessed 10 years ago that liberals would get the NFL in the national divorce. But I guess that's that's what's happening now because football is gay and Satan. <laughs> I said there were a lot of funny uh, posts. From, uh, the, from from right wingers yeah. that were you know oh like, uh, watching the sports ball yeah I'll be wearing a tuxedo and going to church that oh was literally God. literally one of those was like you know oh uh, liberals are eating goy slop I love goy slop <laughs> goy slop is so fun every once in a, every once in a while every once in a while those those guys come up with something that like they they don't even know how funny it yeah, is yeah yeah goy slop is pretty funny because it's like well that's how I would describe what they eat <laughs> I you know, know. Like, <laughs> and and we do I had some kind of mayonnaise based salad while I was there it it it, it is a biological genetic thing that love like it. the the sons of Europe they love the sloppiest thing I've ever had, <laughs> which is buffalo chicken dip. When I see that, I want to fucking vomit. I do I hate so buffalo disgusting. sauce. I despise really? I buffalo, buffalo sauce. I love buffalo I, sauce. I love, I love actually even more, Chris and I were talking about this, even more than ranch, which is the most, uh, how do you get a Hoosier girl to suck your dick? <laughs> dip it in ranch. That's a go around. I like blue cheese, which I think might even be more <laughs> yeah. Gentile. But I'm talking about the stuff that's made in a crock pot. Yes. Where it's like, yeah. it's like a cheese sauce with bits of chicken I'm in a, it. I'm going to make you tater tot hot dish. <laughs> that tater tot uh, hot I almost, is fine. I almost made buffalo chicken dip for Josh Androwski's party until he told me it was already spoken for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like but these guys, the post I saw though, where the guy was talking about goy slop, he said, you know, they're eating goy slop and they're wearing another man's name on the back of their jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we're praying and wearing dress clothes. <laughs> yes. And it's we're, like, are you 12? Yeah, they're, yeah, like, no, they're like, they're like, I won't be watching the Super Bowl. I'll be playing dress up with my friends. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. what do you think it is? Like, because I, they, the, they still have the the huge military thing. There's still the weird it's, Christian it's, guys. No, it's, it's just because Travis Kelsey got vaccinated and Taylor Swift is his girlfriend. Uh, yeah, that's basically yeah. it. 
and it, uh, and the NFL highlights the achievements of black they people. They should love so. that. She looks like if Ava Braun was like a praying mantis. She's like the <laughs> yeah. whitest woman on earth. I don't like in 2019. Just like you said, she started looking like you know a typist for the SS. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who would go on a date with Goering. And so I feel like I, you're strong as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since she started looking like that, you know, perfect. Ilsa. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say that because, like, obviously, like, uh, like the, the 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 massacre that happened during the Super Bowl. This is like, you know, there's a lot of kayfabe going on here, but like, this is you know coming on the heels of a week in which, like, the the U.S. State Department and their spokespeople have just basically said, yeah, I mean, I if if that was us, we wouldn't do that. We're here to tell them what to do, but if that was us, I probably wouldn't do that. They said um, yesterday during the same press conference where they said they're unable to make Israel do anything. Yeah. They said, well, obviously we're, we're unhappy with the results. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Like, like, who are you, a Kyle Shanahan talking yeah. about the fucking overtime? Like they're, they're like gentle parents. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but I, I want to talk because, like, yeah, he said, like, every time something unspeakable happens, they try to dark Brandon. But then there's, like, a pattern here where, like, it, it, the worse it gets in Gaza, they keep, like, leaking stuff to the press about, like, you know, behind the scenes, Joe Biden is actually quite upset about this. And I want to talk about this one. This is NBC News from this morning. It says, Biden disparages Netanyahu in private, but hasn't significantly changed U.S. policy towards Israel and Gaza. It reads, President Joe Biden has been venting his frustration in recent private conversations, some of them with campaign donors over his inability to persuade Israel to change its military tactics in the Gaza Strip. And he has named Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu as his primary obstacle, according to five people uh, directly familiar with his comments. Biden has said he's trying to get Israel to agree to a ceasefire, but Netanyahu is giving him hell and is impossible to deal with. And then it goes on to say like that he, he calls him, at least in three recent instances, Biden has called Netanyahu an asshole, according to three people directly familiar with his comments. It's like, do they think that this makes him look good, like impotently talking shit about some guy behind his back? Yeah, Netanyahu yeah. straight yeah. up just openly says, we have to tell our friends no. Like, he's way more assertive about it. Yeah, he's like, it. Biden is calling, Biden's calling Netanyahu a real jerk to people behind his back. It's just like, I'm just imagining him talking. He's talking about Netanyahu, like the guy uh, Jerry Lundegaard tries to sell True Coat to. <laughs> You're a fucking liar, Mr. Netanyahu. You lied to me, Mr. Lundegaard. You're a bald-faced liar. They were, they've been doing this for weeks now, and like, it, they don't realize how fucking weak it makes yeah. them look. Like, if we're going to take it, like, I don't believe them. I'm not taking them at face yeah, value yeah, yeah. that they're even trying anything. But if they were, and somehow with a nation that we're going to give $17 billion to, a nation that cannot fucking exist without the most help mm -hmm. out of anyone. They need so much fucking help just to keep running. They admit it, that you can't get them really? to do anything. I really kind of like, I thought under this, at this point, they have at least a some level of self-sustainability. No. Or as small as they are. No, like during during Obama... One of their goals was to like become more self reliant, like a normal to, country. Yeah, right. to, to have to have it so. That but they're, why they're, would you if if you know mom doesn't make you move out of the basement? <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they tried and they failed, and they openly admit that they weren't able to do that. Yeah, and it, I mean they need a lot of help. Not all of it is from America, of course. Yeah. They they uh, get help from you know, the Five Eyes Nations. They get a lot of help from Russia, which no one on any side likes to admit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, they, they are one of the most uh, dependent nations on Earth. Well, calling well, well, publicly for a ceasefire, I mean, like, 
it would make them look even more impotent because he would just be like, no. Yeah. Like, I, there's no, well, it's, it's more embarrassing the leaks or whatever, but like, he's kind of just in a, like, they're, they're not going to stop fucking giving them money. Well, yeah. And then I, I saw this morning, the state department press conference with that guy, Matt Miller. And they were asked like, well, if the president's like unhappy with what's going on right here, like if they, has he used any leverage and the Matt Miller said, we think the president's words matter. So, like, next week, if Israel kills another 2,000 children, he may drop the F-bomb. Yeah. He may yeah, break absolutely. out the F-word. They're never going to do anything. Even, even, like, Netanyahu is like, yeah, we're not going to listen to this senile old man. Like, he does not care. You know, like, the words they're talking about that matter was Biden during his press conference that was overshadowed because he yeah. called CC Mexican. <laughs> because he said CC was a foo. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he said that Israel's response was over the over top. Over the top. Wow. wow. Much. Wa wa watch out there, Edward Said. Yeah, it was a bit much. It's, it's a little on the nose. It's a yikes from me. Okay, but like, okay, now, now we got to talk about last week, the Joe Biden, the, the Joe Biden press conference, which like, I wasn't aware it was even going on at the time. And then I like, look at the timeline, it's blowing up. I had to stop watching Love on the Spectrum, a show, <laughs> a show I deeply love. Because I was just like, I need to dive into this. Who let him do this? Who let him? They were like, okay, well, the special, I mean, I guess they were kind of forced to because the special counsel's report basically said about Biden's own mishandled classified documents case said we were like, we basically we declined to prosecute because any jury would just find him a well-meaning, but essentially forgetful and elderly old man. Yeah, and they, they kind of like, admitted it. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then like they were like, well, time to show you who's elderly and forgetful. And he <laughs> yeah. comes out there and... I mean, like the CC Mexico thing, I, I'm 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 going to give him a pass on that. I think the thing that really uh, the thing that really set this off was the fact that um, he referred to Mitterrand as the president of Germany. That was before. That was, that before. was before. That was before. But like going into this, and yeah. then he calls CC the president of Mexico, which is our good friend Ev. Shout out to Napoleon. Said it's kind of understandable because Egypt and Mexico deserts walls on their borders and giant pyramids giant yeah giant yeah. Pyramids. yellow yellow filter yeah. when you're in them in a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, granny, the granny piss filter on when yes. the american movie is trying to say that we're in either egypt or mexico but um he could not have looked worse at that press conference yeah i didn't i didn't watch it i it, saw a few clips it was, and i was, it was like i'm gonna disaster like yeah it I like it, Give me some highlights. He may as well have walked out naked. Yeah, like that's like he looked. He looks fucking awful. They gave him another facelift. I've I think. seen pictures. He looks really weird. Yeah, he looked better before the facelifts. I don't know why they keep doing this. Well, he and looked better like, before the insane teeth. Yeah, I they they are not dressing him up well. Think about being him for a second. Think about being Biden, eighty-one years old. You don't even know when your son died. And every day you're waking up with a new face. Oh God, yeah. Like, do you think that's helping? Oh things? my God. Yeah, yeah. That they they say that like when you get. Uh, do you remember the show The Swan? Yeah, yeah. That's that's literally oh, yeah. when 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 society was like, okay, we need to bring this back. We've done some horrible, disgusting things. But apparently, like when they they weren't allowed to look at themselves, and then. Uh, after the plastic surgery and then they took it off and looked in the mirror and everyone cried and they, they kind of edited it to make it be like, oh, they're so happy that they're not fugly and thus, <laughs> and thus useless bitches. But apparently like the, after they talked to a few of them, they're like, I was freaking out. It was really, really, really upsetting. He must be having that like every other day at least. And then yeah. he forgets about it and looks for his slippers or whatever. Yeah, no, it's gotta be just jarring. But like he, 
there's no getting out of this, you know? No. Like, the only move they have is to be like, well, like, Trump's He's also old senile. Too, mm -hmm. Which is true. Like, yeah. they're both, yeah, yeah. like, the day, the same day or the day after Trump uh, called Orban the leader of Turkey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's just, there's no, like, affirmative defense. Well, he's having it. more mo more senior moments, too, I've noticed Trump. Yeah. Those are, yeah. Those well, are like, like, they're both, in their fucking 80s. Yeah. And I was, I was talking to Chris before he got on, and it's like, is it really, like you know does he have full full blown senile dementia probably not there yet but like his problem is that he's 84 fucking years old you know like you can only do so much and as Chris as you were saying it's just like regardless of what you think about it like the job is to perform the office of the presidency you have to like play the part and he is failing at that because of one reason or another it's it's interesting comparing Trump to Biden because they're basically perfectly inverted right like, I think by I, I'm I'm not as bullish on like the Biden is like senile as other people. I think he's probably fine, but he cannot appear I'm normal. I'm buying, I'm buying right now. Uh, it's also whereas it is, it's Trump. A, it's a spectrum. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Trump, I believe his brain is mush, but he's a fantastic performer. Yeah. He, yeah. he can look commanding. Yeah. You don't actually need to have it together to have charisma. Yeah. Well, I mean, folks, your point, like when, when I saw this press conference, I was thinking like it's impossible for me to imagine that they that they bring him into like they keep going with him to the election dead it's impossible for you to imagine but also impossible for me to imagine that they do anything about this right yeah right. it's just like it's just well look here's the thing in terms of performing competency and professionalism and knowing that there's an adult in charge they can always rely on Kamala well I mean <laughs> have, you, have, you noticed, have you noticed this week like every time Joe Biden uh, has a press conference or has a senior oop, oopsie moment Everyone resurfaces the coconut tree clip. Yeah. yeah. The coconut tree, she's drawing the fire. The coconut tree was, right. was going off this week. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> you exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. I love yeah. it. I love it. was going that. off. I, but you know, Chris, I know, I don't care if it makes me a basic bitch. I rewatched it like three times. Yeah, it's, it's great. great. It's great. And honestly, like I used to say... Kamala would do even worse than Biden, but no, it's I don't like, believe that no. now. I don't believe that anymore. She rocks. Think about a debate. She thinks she's at brunch. She has talk about not knowing where you are. Yeah. Think about like Biden doesn't know where he is in a scary way, but right. Kamala doesn't know where she is in a fun way. Like little yeah. Zan. Like, yeah. Yeah. She's or no, she's like Amelia Bedelia to me. <laughs> I think about a okay, I think fuck, about I wanna... a debate where Trump is like he's you know, one of those bad Trump performances where he spends the entire time talking about the 49th most important guy in the FBI. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I hate, I hate Lenny Cornhill. Uh, <laughs> and Kamala is up there and she's saying things like, places are things we've all been to. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, speaking of performing the office of the presidency, I, I, Chris, once again, I have, to, I have to nod my cap to you. The coconut tree speech, the coconut tree comments, if Obama had delivered the exact same words, but just in Obama speak, people would still be yeah. talking about it as a transcendent moment I, in American I really, politics. Really, yeah. I was really cracking like myself up go, just going, uh, let me be clear. You did yeah. not fall out of that coconut tree. <laughs> you are the product of your content. It's exactly like uh, one of those, I don't know if there were any of the Super Bowl, uh, but those commercials that tend to run during the Super Bowl where you hear like, doon, 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 piano, and they just show a bunch of stock footage and they're like, we're moving forward. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When ambition meets a dream, everyone is there. It's like one yeah. of those things. The thing that's like driving me crazy 
not just with like the Biden senility stuff, but just like uh, maybe more pertinently, the fact that he is doing worse than anybody at this juncture in their presidency in mm -hmm. the modern era. Like he is at Bush in 2007, 2008 territory. Yeah. It's astounding that like the fallback for the, the pro Biden people, it, it, just for left liberals in general is like, well, the media is unfair. Yeah. Joe Biden mm -hmm. has been in politics since 1970. Shouldn't he know how to deal with the media at this point? Wasn't that, didn't you bring out the idea that this guy has done so much and maybe he's been on the wrong side of almost every major decision, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. but he's just, he's done so much. He showed that he up. knows how to deal with all of this. It do, he doesn't know, neither he nor his advisors seem like they know how to do anything. They, they, their response to anything, anything in the media, and I'm sorry, like, the media reporting that he called CC Mexican is not biased. No, that, he did. He, he did, did that. that. Yeah, he did that. But like that, they don't have any. They don't have any move besides like you know it's treason to post Hunter's cock in 2020. <laughs> it, well, Felix, I mean, I, I'm thinking about that like in light of. Uh, the news report that came out this week about how he sent some like deputy NSA guy to Michigan to talk to like handpicked Arab and Muslim community leaders. And the comments that he made is like, look, we feel that there's been an inaccurate perception cultivated that's totally inaccurate that we don't care about the loss of Palestinian life. And like, I'm here to assure you that we definitely we do care. and We do see them as people. But like similar to the Biden age thing is that it's like in policy it's like it's never the thing itself it's always people's perceiving the thing yeah. is the problem and then it's always like the media's fault for allowing people to perceive things that like are wildly uh, sort of different than like what the official line is it reminds me of people who act like Bernie didn't really lose because like the party did something unprecedented mm -hmm. well like I'm fucking sorry but yeah. we knew that they would do things like that and if we had a working plan to mitigate that then we then, or the, the that, horses, that, maybe. Yeah. yeah, you know uh, that, that you you are supposed to be able to account for those things. It they, is very yeah. Like, look, the only reason that we lost is because they beat us. It's like yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. what they're gonna. They're trying uh, very hard, and they. You know, my fa my favorite reaction win. to the Biden press conference though was like, uh, so, so some woman who was just like, oh, like you're. Oh, like you're making fun of Biden's memory. Tell me where your AirPods are. Like, tell me where your earbuds are right now. And I'm like, in their case, okay? Like, what do, what do you want from me here, lady? And I'm not running for president either. Yeah, that, the thing that drives me fucking nuts is he wasn't, like, drafted into this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He chose to do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not, he's not doing all of us a fucking favor. And I want to highlight one, one, one of these sort of like scramble to like uh, sort of legitimize this is in the New York Times is an op-ed piece. I'm a neuroscientist. We're thinking about Biden's memory and age in the wrong way. So like yeah, you're thinking it's a problem and that's wrong. And I just want to highlight one, one piece from this. It says here, Mr. Biden is the same age as Harrison Ford, Paul McCartney and Martin Scorsese. Have you seen Harrison Ford lately, by the way? He's also a bit younger than Jane Fonda and a lot younger than Berkshire Hathaway CEO Warren Buffett. All these individuals are considered to be at the top of their professions. And yet I would not be surprised if they are more forgetful and absent-minded than when they were younger. In other words, an individual's age does not say anything definitive about their cognitive status or where it will head in the near future. To that, I got to say, uh, Martin Scorsese did Killers of the Flower Moon this year yeah. and Joe Biden did Killers of Every Palestinian. 
Indian child <laughs> this year. So, I mean, look, the, what, what, do you, what kind of comparison do you want to draw here? And once again, I'm not voting for Martin Scorsese to be president, although I wish I could. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a write-in this year. It is, it's also weird because it's like, well, I don't know. I also see him talking. And I saw the little narration that Scorsese did before Killers of the Flower Moon, and I'm like, he seems like he's got it together. Maybe he doesn't, but at the very least, I don't constantly see Martin Scorsese having senior moments. Yeah, well, he was in a Super Bowl commercial, too. I forgot about that. Yeah, his output is like, yeah, just signing off on every horrific crime against humanity done by Israel or like, trying to play 5D chess by, like, I don't know, trying to pass an immigration bill that just is everything that the Republican Party wants. Yeah, like ending all asylum. Yeah. I mean, I guess their response to that would be, like, look at this uh, one column on this graph about consumer sentiment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you got it. So, yeah, like, I mean... I, I just don't know where this is going. Like I said, it's impossible. It's insane to me that they would let this guy continue to run for president. Just get Kamala in there. If that's what if that's what it takes. You'd be better off with Kamala at this point. The, I don't know. I'd be like, yeah. But I, I, I'd be not surprised at all if they if, if it's November and he's still out there. This is their best asset right now is Dobbs. It's abortion. And Biden, I don't even think this is a product of senility. I think it's more product of like how fucking old he is and how he calculates political decisions. It's always 1995 for him. He's still going out there and saying, you know, I'm not for abortion on demand, which is <laughs> like the dumbest on demand. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, yeah. As opposed to what a lottery system? <laughs> yeah. Like it's so. I, I, that, and you don't enter yourself. You have to do. It's like yeah. Shirley Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> but he, it's like that. Is, it's so that so is just not meeting the moment. He's running, like, he's he's running beyond away that. from the single issue in which he has like a. a 50 point advantage over Trump and the Republican but Party. But at the same time, he's fucking showing up to like huge events that are like anniversary of Roe v. Wade. I remember the, the fucking PR statement for it. It's like celebrating Roe v. Wade. It's like, I don't think you get to celebrate it when you lost it on your watch. Yeah. yeah. The, the arguments are always bringing out like, you know, their best one, the best thing they have is abortion, right? But the other stuff is like, you know, uh, Think about what Trump will do to the undocumented. Think about what he'll do at the border. You mean everything that Democrats tried to do like yeah. last week? Yeah, last week <laughs> they tried to just give yeah. give the Republican Party the Stephen Miller immigration plan. And they were like, what do you want from us? We can we we did everything they wanted and we still they still won't be play nice. What are, you know, it's just like well, then why should I fucking vote for you? Yeah. Even if even if the point of doing that was to show that Republicans are just obstructionists. Who cares? Who fucking cares? Shouldn't we know that by now? I would like to find out who that moved. Yeah. Who was like, I'm not voting for Biden. And then they saw that the Republicans just didn't vote for like the bad immigration bill. Oh my God. These guys don't want to get anything done. <laughs> <laughs> who does this work on? Who is this for? Ugh. Well, uh, moving moving on to uh, the reading series for today. And Amber, I'm glad we have you on the show because uh, the last time you were on, we talked about the Bill Ackman, Miri Oxman saga. Mm-hmm. 
And he's sort of like, you know, after, after the extent of her plagiarism and his, you know, campaign to get Business Insider to reimburse him for the emotional damage done to his <laughs> wife, I, you know, he sort of disappeared. I wasn't seeing any 10,000 word posts from him, but he's back in this New York Magazine profile titled Raging Bill. And I got to tell you, I, I, this guy he needs to be interviewed every week. The details in this article is incredible. So let's, let's dive into this profile of Bill Ackman in New York Magazine. It begins... Ever since he was a boy, Bill Ackman dreamed of being a businessman. <laughs> like well, Henry like he Hill. wore little suits like to Henry school. Hill. Well, here he says, uh, he sold ads for Let's Go Travel Guides from his dorm room as an undergrad at Harvard and co-captained the business school crew team, which had oars decorated with dollar signs. Let's, wait, let's face up to what Harvard Business School represents, Ackman wrote in the school newspaper after rowers were booed at the head of the Charles. We spend 90% of our own studies at HBS pursuing the maxima maximization of the dollar. <laughs> we're maximizing the dollar here. But even as a college student, Ackman was also thinking about how the university worked and the role it played in society. He majored in social studies and took a formative course on ethnicity and nationalism taught by Marty Peretz. Ooh. Marty Peretz. Well-known genocidal racist, Marty Peretz. So I uh, wonder I wonder what he saw in or perhaps inside a young Bill Ackman, <laughs> knowing what we know about Marty Peretz and should we say the trades, <laughs> the rough trades. <laughs> <laughs> gave my tra gave my wife to Business Insider. Call that a rough trade, Marty Peretz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also critiqued the idea that the university was primarily a place for the transfer of knowledge. The real purpose of a university in a capitalist society was to distribute privilege. Ackman wrote, "The question who should go to college should perhaps more appropriately become." Who is going to manage society? His nephew recently enrolled at Harvard, as did his eldest daughter, which Ackman told me recently is where the trouble started. She became like an anti-capitalist, practically a Marxist, Ackman said in January, leaning across a large conference room table at the offices of his hedge fund, Pershing Square. We talk about capitalism and she would freak out at the table. His daughter was in the social studies department, just like her father, and rode crew, too. But she had chosen to write her thesis on the concept of reification in Western Marxist thought. Having come to very different conclusions than her father had about how the world should work, Ackman said it felt as though she had been indoctrinated into a cult. So, like, he's just like uh, his his daughter wasn't enough like him, even though she rode the on the dollar crew team. Yeah, and, and it's also like okay, if you're Bill Ackman and your daughter, you know, she's like nineteen or twenty now, and she's um, you know talking about unlimited genocide on the first world. Just wait a few years. Yeah, give it you're, a minute. You're, you'll, you'll be fine. This is her, yeah. her rebellious phase. Yeah. Don't worry. She'll course correct. She yeah. went to college. I think that's always so weird to me about like any guy like this. Anyone who has billions of dollars when they're like 19 year old son or daughter is like, I, I'm a freaking epic communist that they think it's the end of the world. Like they think that they're not just going to like drop it in two years. Yeah, but I think for a guy like this, it's like he needs to have control over everything. So like right. Even yeah. a minor yeah. deviation from having a daughter that's exactly like him in every it, respect is like an affront to him personally. And now a national problem that needs to be addressed yeah. by like the president of Harvard on down. And let's be honest, it's uh, probably a bigger deal because it's a daughter. Yeah. 
It says, um, while Ackman's campaign had suddenly made him a boogeyman of the left, he has long been a Democrat, other than the time he registered as a Republican to vote in, the pri- in a primary for Mike Bloomberg. The Pershing, Square, <laughs> the, per- the Pershing Square lobby has a Ukrainian flag on the wall, and bathrooms still have a reminder to sing happy birthday to yourself when washing your hands. Ugh. Ugh. Wow. That really like, did, they, should, they also have a sign that says, don't pick your nose. That really does not make me feel confident about the idea of investing with them. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. All traders must wash their hands before returning to the money machine. Yeah. <laughs> That's why money's so filthy. Yeah. So it says here, uh, uh, so going on, it says, while we spoke, an assistant carried a pink folder into the conference room that was, stu- that was stuffed with handwritten <laughs> letters from supporters. One was a certificate of commemoration made out to Bill Ackman for cleaning out the swamp. <laughs> he's, he's, he's sharing like fan letters, the fake certificates for cleaning out the swamp at Harvard. There is, I, you know, I used to think the most pathetic thing were those Dutch guys who would like take pictures of Elon Musk with like his 14th kid and be like, <laughs> I imagine right now Elon is saying moments like this are like jeweled treasures in the sands of our lives. And like, that's weird, but that's just how, that's like how Europeans are. But I used to think that was like the most pathetic thing you could do. I actually think it's more pathetic to do this for Bill Ackman. Yeah. Because like Elon Musk, he, you know, by hook or by crook, he was briefly worth like $300 billion. It, It was stupid. Like, you know, Tesla should not be worth that much. But Bill Ackman is just a normal billionaire who lost a fight with Herbalife. Yeah, well, and, and we're I, gonna think, get to that. I think people like to fantasize. They're like, if I was a type of billionaire, I would be an Elon Musk style billionaire. No one wants to like sort of aspiration. Or apparently some people do. They're like, one day I'm going to be like Bill Ackman. You, there are some really gross posts out there where people are like drawing Bill Ackman or like making an AI. Bill Ackman is like... Uh, a Roman legionnaire. Okay. <laughs> this is the next paragraph. Ackman didn't see himself in Patrick Bateman, but he had uh, spent a few days in January posting quotes from Gladiator and re- retweeting his newly formed uh, legion of reply guys as they posted AI-generated images of Ackman as a Roman general. Welcome to the posse, Ackman wrote to one. Let's roll. The movie which Ackman told me is one of his favorites certainly has themes he is eager to identify with. Betrayal by the elites, the importance of winning the crowd, the perils of attacking a man's family. Ackman took particular inspiration from Gladiator's opening scene, which he posted on X. You have the barbarians on the other side and they chop someone's head off and then the Romans go and kill the barbarians, <laughs> Ackman said. I mean, business insider, they're the barbarians. <laughs> what? Jo- Joey, do you like what movies you, about gladiators? Why did you talk? What, what the fuck are you talking? Do you think your life is like gladiator? They killed his entire family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, the business insider had an article where it was like, your wife loves Wikipedia. And he's like, this wife is good as dead. My kids are dead. They're as good as done. Yeah. Meanwhile, the wife has not noticed at all. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I would like to find out what Neri's favorite movie is. I'm more interested in that. Uh, so moving on here. Uh, that night, Ackman and Oxman 
hosted a dinner at their Upper West Side apartment. A gathering of world minds. <laughs> oh, my. Welcome to mind heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <What? laughs> world minds. An invitation-only community owned by the media conglomerate Axel Springer that is a kind of rotating series of Davos late dinner parties. The kind, were pla- the kind of places where VIPs discuss world- the world's problems over co- cocktails. Oxman is a member of the group's advisory board. The featured guests were two members of the World Minds Network. David Petraeus, former CIA director oh and current partner at the private equity firm KKR, and Avi Loeb, an Israeli astrophysicist at Harvard. The war in Gaza had been raging for a month, and Petraeus gave a dispiriting talk about the broader geopolitical fallout. Later in the evening, in a call for dialogue among different tribes, Paolo Antonelli, a curator at MoMA, offered a thought. Love the aliens, he said. Loeb took the idea and suggested looking for hope from above. My personal belief is that the Messiah will arrive, not necessarily from Brooklyn, as some Orthodox Jews believe, but rather from outer space, Loeb told the Groot. The extraterrestrial Messiah's message, he said, would be to stop fighting over territory here because there is much more real estate available throughout the universe. This is, so this is legitimately... To settle, yeah, the, the space Messiah is going to come and be like, Stop fighting over Palestine. We'll give you a new Gaza Strip on the moon. Yeah, yeah this is absolute. Ma non yeah. Sheila is in this yeah. fucking group. This is. Can someone inspect that apartment for carbon monoxide leak? <laughs> like this is what a science guy is saying yeah. that we're gonna li- that we're gonna solve all our problems by making Warhammer real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a Deus Ex Machina. We just gotta. We just gotta look to the skies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're. Israel, who can't eat, they can't even make like a movie anyone wants to see. (laughs) They are going to colonize an asteroid and like live there. Sure. I mean, I would love it if they tried. I would love it if every Israeli got on a spaceship and was like, we're going to live on that asteroid. Uh, back on Earth, Loeb listened while Ackman said he was hopeful that Gay would respond to his letter. Sure, Claudine Gay of uh, Harvard. I'm a theoretical physicist, so I get paid to make predictions, I said to him. I don't think you will, Loeb told me. The last thing Harvard would do is admit their mistakes. I just love Ackman and the Space Messiah. Ground control to Major Bill. <laughs> Check your plagiarism and may your wife's love be with you. All right, all right. Here, okay. Here, here's here's the here's the part that people were sharing all today. This is this is a peek inside the beautiful billionaire mind. Ackman believes that our lives are often faded from birth. I have a view that people become their names. He told me, like I've met people named Hamburger that own McDonald's franchises. Kevin well, Gates Bar. I believe, I believe strongly. I believe strongly in nominative determinism. Yeah, nominative determinism. We're, yeah we're on board about that. So he says, uh, we'd been talking for nearly an, an hour and a half when Ackman asked me what not my name was, hoping to offer a diagnosis. After he seemed momentarily stumped by my surname, I offered him my first name, which he misheard as Reed. Reed. Right, he said, before turning back to himself. So my name is Ackman. It's like activist man. <laughs> All right, let's do it. No, let's do it. see some nominative determinism it's, here. It's the fucking Kathy Guys White, but a guy. Like, <laughs> that's very obvious what you are. <laughs> All right, let's see some nominative determinism here. Amber Frost? Um, I just a sexy porn star lady. <laughs> <laughs> or an X-Man. Like, yeah, I've yeah. got an awesome name. I don't know. Yeah. Mama did good. Yeah. If you look be- beater man, you're like, you're like, you, you're, you. You're drawing beats. You're, yeah. You, you draw a beat on a man. Well, you draw we, a beat on a man. We, we stole our name from some Gentiles and we did a great job. It was aspirational when we stole it. Yeah. Because. You're like, I want that goy slop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We so the this name means petite bourgeois. 
That's but awesome. the, like the first Biedermans in America, like uh, or at least one of them was a heroin dealer. He was not petite bourgeois. <laughs> but look at us now. <laughs> we it worked. Will uh, Menneker? I so yeah. I have like a will to give men aches. Love that. <laughs> give them tummy aches. Chris Wade, he's like Jesus wading into the water of of podcasts. Yeah, I, w- I wade into the content the, to the river of yeah. Jordan. Yes, to the river of Jordan. Um, moving on here, it says, uh, in 2000, okay, here we go. In 2012, Ackman waged his most infamous activist battle, a merciless campaign against Herbalife, a multi-level marketing <laughs> company that hawks dietary supplements. Ackman argued that the company was a pyramid scheme and that federal regulators would shut it down. This is the highest conviction I've ever had about any investment I've ever made, Ackman said at the time. He had taken a sizable short position and promised that it was going to the end of the earth to prove himself right. In certain respects, Ackman was vindicated. Regulators made Herbalife pay a $200 million settlement and alter its business model, but he had overlooked an inherent risk that came with his personality, how much some people dislike him. (laughs) His cockiness had become legendary in an industry that has never lacked for self-assurance. And he had placed his Herbalife short. After he had placed his Herbalife short, Carl Icahn, another hedge fund billionaire, took the opposite side of the bet, plowing money into the company's stock, seemingly out of spite. (laughs) Ackman had previously spent seven years suing Icahn over a few million dollars petty cash for two titans at one point ackman was making a live appearance on cnbc Eichen called into the show i really sort of had it with this guy ackman Eichen, Eichen said i had dinner with him and i gotta tell you i couldn't figure out if he was the most sanctimonious guy i ever met in my life or the most arrogant listen to this this is him sitting here listening to him call in a show that he wasn't scheduled to be on ackman remained calm as Eichen attacked I went to a tough. I went to a tough school in Queens, you know, and they used to beat up little Jewish boys. I can said he's like one of those little Jewish boys crying that the world is taking <laughs> advantage of him. His Ackman, name is so close to Eichmann. Ackman continued his attack on Herbalife, but he couldn't bring the company down. When he finally bailed on the bet in 2018, he had lost one billion dollars. Carl Icahn, for people who don't know, he's like pretty old now. He's like in his 90s, but in the 80s. If you were, you know, like selling a woman, you were probably selling it to Carl Icahn. <laughs> he was like all throughout the 80s. He was like um, he was doing Gordon Gecko shit. He would like, you know, buy a company that exclusively employed kindly old men and kill all of them <laughs> and like take their pen. He's awesome. He's like a just a psychopath. And even as like an 86 year old, he owned Bill Ackman. Yeah. I got to say like the, the lawsuit. How's his thing, memory? It, it, what was it? Like 1 million or 2 yeah, million? A couple million dollars. Like yeah. that, they're like, yeah, that's small potatoes. With these, and it's like, that is small potatoes. Like if you've got that, what a, petty, what a petty little a bitch. For a million dollars. What a that's petty like, little bitch. You know yeah. what? I got to say, I can, little whiny Jewish boys just scraping for coins. I'm sorry. He has a point. He has a point. That It is fun. That is really funny that like. In you I, didn't I, give me enough change. Like in Eichen's retelling of it, like the kids getting bullied for being Jewish, like were, were pussies. They deserved it. And like Eichen is Jewish. Like he is, like he's also Jewish, but I don't know. Anastasia, Carl yeah. Eichen. Those were some tough Jews. You can't, you can't hate anything more Murder than you hate the, more than you hate the mirror. But it says here he's he's awesome. He fucking clears Bill Smokes crack now. <laughs> Listen to this. Ackman still bristles at mention of the Herbalife Exchange. I wasn't whiny, and no one beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crying. 
going on to his uh, to his wife defense, it says here when gay when gay finally resigned on January second, Ackman was in the Dominican Republic with Oxman and their daughter. It was the penultimate night of his vacation, but Ackman couldn't resist taking a victory lap and spent nine hours from six p.m. to three a.m. writing his four thousand word reaction in Microsoft Word and then pasting it into a tweet. Uh-huh. Ackman said being married to Oxman, who is Israeli, gave him a visceral connectivity to the October 7th attack and that she had been his quiet partner throughout the fall. When Ackman tweeted about his visit to Cambridge, Oxman privately attended a lunch at the same month hosted by the MIT Israel Alliance. It was, a, it was partially group therapy and partially just that stressed out students need free food, Talia Khan, the group's president, told me, adding that many MIT students knew Ackman as that, that, that guy who's Neri's husband. Oxman had largely shied away from making public statements. She kept debating whether she wanted to post, Ackman said. <laughs> what was she going to post? It was the best of times. It was the worst <laughs> of times. I, says, uh, I said, sweetheart, you know what? Let me be the tip of the spear on this thing. Ackman didn't see anything wrong with jumping to his wife's defense after having weaponized the allegations of plagiarism against gay. I don't think I was being hypocritical at all, he said. Ackman did run his own Harvard thesis through a plagiarism detector and was relieved when it came back clean. I was shivering in my boots, Ackman told me. The irony would have been something. Well, it's like, yeah, but did you write, did you run your wife's thesis through the same uh, AI uh, plagiarism detector? Well, it's hard. That's what's at issue here. Yeah. Well, it's hard to run like, you know, two Christmas ornaments glued together <laughs> through a plagiarism detector. As far as I know, that's like what her work is. So it says here, uh, uh, we are the number one trending with 38,600 posts and the Princess of Wales is at number two at 2,998, Ackman wrote to Blodgett, like the head of Business Insider. In a post on X, Ackman said that rectifying the situation would require only seven simple steps, including oh Axel God. Springer taking action to depublish the stories about Oxman and then having its CEO, Matthias Doppner, fly from Germany to New York immediately to sit down with Henry Kravis of KKR and adopt a settlement fund to compensate all those who have been victimized by Business Insider. Why is he, like, well, wait, why is Henry Kravis involved? Henry Kravis, uh, this is another guy from the 70s and 80s. If you've seen the movie Barbarians at the Gate with- um, Oh, the book. The, well, it's a book and a oh, movie. it's a movie too? Yeah, James Gardner plays uh, Ross something, the CEO of Nabisco at the time. It's a, it is a great book. It's about the, the privatization of- uh, Nabisco, not privatization in the government sense, but like taking it private. Mm. Uh, but Henry Kravis is, he's not as cool as Carl Icahn, but he did the same type of thing, except he was a private equity guy. Uh, he was and, just like uh, uh, looting the Keebler elves. Tree yeah. Elves. <laughs> he, he, yeah. He slit the Keebler elves' throats. <laughs> Snap, crackle, and pop were shot into a ditch uh, yeah. following our hostile takeover. And he's he's also like a 100 year old man. So, like, why is he involved in this? I don't know. Like, does does he elaborate on this? So it says, it says, oh, wait, it says, uh, so yeah, they have, to, they have to fly to New York to adopt a settlement fund and compensate all those who have been victimized by Business Insider. So it's like him and Dave Portnoy, basically. So it says here, uh, uh, with the proceeds of any settlement for Oxman going to her company, so she can accelerate the incredible work she does. (laughs) How much money does she need to, like, make diorama? Isn't that, like, also... There has to be some legal gray area there where, like, a lawsuit just for investment money. Yeah. Like, it's 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 kind of suspect. I mean, I'm sure you can use the money for whatever you want, roll around in a big bet on it, but it really doesn't make 
your case look legitimate. No. Also, yeah. nobody can fucking sue. Like, people don't sue page six. I can't stress <laughs> this enough. Like, Business Insider just publishes the most, like, like just bitchy little fucking stories. It's just... It's just like employees and, 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 being like, you know, Elon Musk picks his crucially, nose. His wife did plagiarize. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, it is also like, the truth. Yeah, there, there's no case here at all. But it's also like Axel Springer is like awful for a billion reasons. They basically make all their employees sign a loyalty pledge to Israel. But in their like defense here, like how could they keep going as like a normal news company? If they come out and like unpublished uh, are things? part of an extortion ring <laughs> that benefits a woman who still has to staple her mittens to her coat. Well, it's also just like that's not even how it works. They would, you know, post an addendum or whatever. It was like, you know, that would be like uh, previously in this article, it says that, you know, Bill Ackman is a bad guy. He's actually very cool and chill. Right, like, right. The- they would be, it would be like a retraction corrective or something. You wouldn't just like you can't wipe it clean. Right. Well, what would what would their statement even be? Because like she did plagiarize. Would it just be like Bill's defense of her, which is that she's an introvert? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, hey, we made Neri nervous. Sorry. Here's fifty million dollars to your stupid wife. <laughs> That Henry Kravis is going to manage for some stupid reason? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Stupid wives need the most attention. (laughs) Like, does Henry Kravis even know that he's involved in this? It says, uh, after a few days went by with no end to the tweeting in sight, an Axel Springer spokesperson told a reporter at Puck that most people underestimated the way Bill Ackman is completely losing it. (laughs) So it says, Ackman kept posting. He claimed the story Ah. had been planted, possibly by someone at MIT, and accused Business Insider editor of being a known anti-Zionist with an agenda. The gladiator memes started rolling out. Ackman tried to exonerate Oxman by pointing out that the university's plagiarism policy didn't explicitly object to taking content from Wikipedia and asking if anyone besides his wife... Asking if anyone besides his wife had ever been accused of plagiarizing definitions from Wikipedia before. Well, no, probably because no one's been fucking stupid enough to do that in a yeah. graduate they also, thesis. They also just didn't have those programs. Like, I think those came around in the 2000s where you could run over something and do like yeah. searches things. I'm sure AI yeah. will speed that up and we'll find out about like 75% of academics are just completely yeah. full of shit. His, his argument is so bad because it's like, well, they don't specifically single out Wikipedia as a thing that you can't plagiarize from. And it's like, I think that's their articles, the definition of right, plagiarism. Right, right. Literally, I, it's like you're plagiarizing something that has, you're plagiarizing footnotes from another source. Right. But it's also like, there's no plagiarism guideline on earth that just like lists everything, everything, <laughs> there's every a, possible book. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, like this is an airbud. Well, there's nothing in the, you didn't write this specific book down in your plagiarism policy, so I can just copy and paste the entire thing. Yeah. Also, I do. It is very funny thinking of her being like, I think I found a loophole. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it says here, Ackman estimated that he had spent 110 hours or so battling the case on his wife's behalf and called one of the one of several long posts he wrote in an attempt to exonerate Oxman the best and most important thing I have ever written. Tweeting that, quote, <laughs> I am an extremely fast writer and I am powered by a profound love that is infinite. It's just oh so that you're on God. speed. That's like, you do those long threads. Everyone, you, everyone can tell. 
everyone can tell by reading you that you're that you're just either snorting coke or just like doing Adderall like Pez. Whenever I go on Bill Ackman's timeline, and like they're they're not he gets the premium Twitter, so he can write a post that's like you know fifty thousand words long. My computer, I have a pretty good computer. It, it, it runs even things that aren't optimized that well pr- pretty smoothly. The only time my computer gets hot is when I load a Bill Ackman <laughs> post. It's just, it's too much. Uh, this says, um, Oxman, for her part, wasn't sure what to make of her husband's chivalrous tweeting, which had drawn even more attention to the allegations. Through Ackman's spokesperson, she declined to comment for this story. Ackman wrote on X that the pressure from the Business Insider stories could have literally killed her. And that he had seen what? other... What? He said the pressure from the Business Insider stories could have literally killed her and that he had seen others commit suicide in similar circumstances. <laughs> she was... She was in a pretty dark place, Ackman told me, adding that he tried to nudge her forward toward, a, toward finding a silver, a silver lining. I'm like, look, you didn't do anything wrong. We'll get this fixed. And actually, the more negative press, the better. Once we turn this around, it'll be good for your company. Once we turn this around, like when you went, like, once again, she plagiarized and is probably like knows it and is sort of like, uh, let's just not talk about it. Because yeah. like, yeah. when you yeah, do yeah, something wrong and it becomes a big thing on Twitter, the best thing to do is just disappear for a week or two and then just come back and be like, <laughs> yeah. yo, I, yo, like, new phone, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn, I was on a crazy vacation. Yeah. Like, also, no one really cares about this. I, yeah. I, can't, yeah. I can't drive this home. And, yeah. This is like when you date a guy who just gets in fights on your behalf because <laughs> yeah. someone like brushed yeah. you and you're just like, I got it. This it's well, way too embarrassing. Well, he, Nobody cares. Every, every fucking academic fucking plagiarism. Plagiarism happens all the time. It's like an open secret. How was Neri? I would love to see her suicide attempts because you know she's like sticking her head in a microwave and like not knowing why it isn't turning on. <laughs> Creating some elaborate Rube Goldberg device that drops a piano <laughs> on her. Yeah. Just having Marina Abravic just like stab her through the chest. Shoot her with arrows. <laughs> it would be like when a, when a kid gets really mad. I'm going to hold my breath until I die. <laughs> uh, so it goes here. Um, he wasn't sure that the pitch had landed. Uh, there were times where she said, please don't tweet anymore. But, but he defended himself by pointing to memes online, suggesting that he had become a hero to wives everywhere. He is a uh, hero to the biggest loot. Like, I am not kidding when I say the people who are dick riding Bill Ackman, all of their dads have killed themselves. Right. Not right. before, but like now. Probably because of plagiarism scandals. <laughs> yeah. Business Insider. I have seen some of the most embarrassing shit I have ever seen. I have seen like 40, 40 year old men who are like, Bill Ackman is like a gladiator mixed with a professor. Yeah. So he's, so he's the wife defender. He says, a hero to wives everywhere. That's so, amazing. Imagine like your husband has embarrassed you this badly. And then like his defense is, there's a meme going around that apparently I'm causing a lot of marriages to have trouble. Like there's this one where a husband emails his wife, honey, I did the dishes. And she's like, big fucking deal. Did you see what Ackman's doing for his wife? Like oh hum- humiliating her on a, a national stage. Yeah, she, I, I, I also like that. I don't know who this lady Macbeth, uh, but I, this person doesn't exist. Like clearly she never planned for this to get this big. She would much rather just like, yeah, disappear for a week. But he has, like, now this is all anyone thinks about no, when she, they think she, about her. She should be microdosing in Ojai. This wouldn't have bothered her the first time around because, again, no one cares. Yeah. 
No, he uh, he ruined her life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god! Because like I mean like it, it, like I said like I like I hadn't seen anything from Ackman and like like you know Neri, it's fine. She can plagiarize the yarn or you know she can yeah, do, she yeah. build yeah. her build her geodesic yeah, Everyone domes. does it. Yeah. Was it Chris? You were saying you saw some Netflix thing with her? Yeah, she was like, I, I watched her episode of Abstract, which is actually a pretty good series about like design in various professions and she yeah she she runs a lab that's like a material science lab that actually does some like cool stuff but all of her things basically her her job is to be the placeholder at the top of a thing a, the type of person that runs yeah. this type of yeah. lab and so all the, the interviews with her is just like looking lovingly at glass or <laughs> her students coming up to her and being like look I made this and her being like very good that that is sure is an interesting material but the one thing that I do remember is that she made a giant installation that's basically like a, a giant buckyball, like a giant geodesic dome that she got silkworms to cover in silk. That's the kind of thing that she does. That's, 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 that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Fun. I'm yeah. Fun that. yeah. I'd like to see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's also like you can only do that if your husband has like $20 billion. Yeah. 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 Like that's yeah. like something that Genghis Khan's wife would do. <laughs> yes. That's like 30. That's like the, the, the highest level of just like moms that own boutiques in Silver Lake. Yeah. Like they're just bored and like their husbands just buy, buy them make work shops where they sell candles. Yeah. That's what all mafia front businesses got replaced by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just to close out the article here, he says, uh, he said strangers have continually come up to praise him for his work in the Dominican Republic at an Orthodox wedding in New Rochelle at hotels where people leave thank you notes with the concierge. I can't walk around New York City or anywhere without people coming up to me, he said. I was in a restaurant two weeks ago. The whole restaurant gave me a standing ovation. I asked where the restaurant was. Aquin smiled. The incredibly diverse community called the Hamptons, he said. Oh, my God. I like the idea. I know, like, he's either lying or it's just, like, you know, other idiots who are on vacation. He's but lying, I like the idea yeah. that, like, Dominicans love him. <laughs> 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 like, for some it reason, like, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, he's it's awesome. Like, uh, it's like, uh, yeah, like, uh, like they're, 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 they roll by his house every day, like, blasting uh, reggaeton out of their cars with <laughs> the Dominican flags on the, the fucking, uh, coming he's, out of the window. He's been invited to Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he should start, like, you know, th that, that, uh, he should start wearing, like, those, like, really tight capri pants that really Jack Dominican guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like a, ultra tight polo shirt and the, yeah. like, the tightest like capri jeans you've ever seen. Yeah, just walking around with like with, a like, huge with, bowl with of artificially distressed. Yeah, just a yeah. huge bowl of mafungo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, like I mean, once again, like I would I've I had already forgotten about Bill Ackman until this beautiful, beautiful profile. God, he is ruining her life. I hope she divorces him and like sues him for so much for pain and suffering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she could, then she just make make globes all day. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Warren Buffett will be managing the Bill Ackman settlement fund for, for all the wives damaged by Bill Ackman's tweeting. It's so, I like, I, I can't get the Henry Kravis thing out of my mind. I know it's like not funny to anyone else, but it just, it's so Yeah, you're weird. doing a Trump here right now. It just, no, it like, just his so, wife is wonderful, but. It's so weird to me because like, I get like, Henry Kravis is a hundred fucking years old. He doesn't know about this. What is he like managing something or like what's well, the he's he's managing, settlement fund? He, like when Axel Springer in his mind, Axel Springer is going to like give her a hundred million dollars. Right. But there's no settlement. So what's he doing? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like there, is, there's no money there yet. This is just a placeholder thing. They're like, when I get this money, man, 
You can be in charge of it. Yeah, and it, like, why would they need like a private equity guy to like sign off on checks? Like, presumably, presume like Neri Oxman. We've made fun of her, but presumably, if she won a legal settlement, settlement, she wouldn't like you know buy a Ferrari and then scratchers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I would assume she'd at least have some idea what to do with it. Awesome if she would be like an NFL player from the seventies. Yeah. Just like, fucking. yeah, she gets a fish tank that spells out her name. She buys the MC Hammer Mansion and just does yeah. the exact same things. Give all of her cousins <laughs> jobs. Uh, Chris, are we out on time? Uh, we're at like one ten. Okay, all right. All right. Cool beans. Well, cool. Uh, so yeah, that, I guess that wraps it up for today's show. Uh, good to be here in person out in California, and I guess. Uh, I'll just use the end of the show to give uh, a little Matt update because obviously, yeah, like uh, I've been seeing Matt, Matt and Amber over the last couple of days and I just would uh, like to share that Matt's doing great. Uh, he was cracking me up the other day and perhaps more importantly than anything, his daughter is unbelievably cute. She is adorable. Yeah. She's got like the biggest, most pinchable cheeks where you just, you know, when you see like a baby's face and you just want to when I just oh, squeeze it. Yeah, the violet. Yeah, she is. She is adorable, and uh, she's also doing wonderful. So, uh, just passing along some uh, some good news from uh, the Matt front to everyone. An Axis baby, as Matt has termed her. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so cheers, everyone. Uh, let's look. Yeah, that does it for the. I hope you have a good week. I'm feeling great. Bye, Later. everyone. Bye. I can kiss her